The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Serum, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of Blood Keeper of the Chronicle and all around the spooky dude. The Coterie have broken through to the Satin Prince's vault and discovered blood alchemy and terrible sorcery that must be stopped. Everett killed the bodyguards in the gunfight, Iris used her awe to end the battle, and Ridley took up a shotgun only to find the Saturn Prince turning himself into a god. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Blood sprays from our dear friend Chonky's throat as he drags uh, a blade through his carotid artery uh, across his throat, uh, and it spills out down his his big, sweet, beautiful chest, uh, and and onto the floor. Um, Iris, you hear um, a roar of of rage as uh, Ridley leaps forward. Ridley, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> room full of people slashing their throats. 
You see Ridley uh, frozen. It, it, His eyes are wide. Uh, you see uh, Chonky begin to slip to the uh, floor. And Iris, that's when you blink. And you see uh, Ridley and Everett about to step through the vault door. And you know you have a split second to try and avert this tragedy. What do you do? I'm probably just going to scream at them both to stop and not go into that goddamn room. Bold choice. Okay, so what the fuck do we do then? Oh, so you just just yelled. There's a lot of them. (laughs) Uh, So all of you are standing just inside the vault. Um, You haven't gone through the, the busted wall just yet. Iris has stopped you in your tracks. So what happens if we go through? Well, it, it it seems like you might try to kill yourself, too. Well, that's not going to happen. I fucking love me. I'm going to live forever. That's why I'm I a fucking know. vampire. I don't know what's going on, but it seems really fucking weird, and I don't want you to go in there. Okay, but, it, gonna... but like, is it, what, what the fuck? You just told me I'm going to kill myself. What makes me kill myself? We still have to fucking deal with this. They've got Chunky. I, I, I don't know. I'm just as confused as you are, but I just, like... Well, is it better it seems if you like go everyone first? In the, uh, so, Miles, to be clear, you had a vision of this. This has not actually occurred just yet. Sorry, I'm so confused, Thomas. It's okay. You, you're <laughs> I think using he's being your, cryptic on purpose. <laughs> yes. Your, your vision saw what we saw at the end of the last episode. It has not occurred yet. You have a split second uh, before everyone in that room is going to slash their throats. But uh, your vision has given you a brief moment to see if you can avert the events that are about to occur. Did I miss that? Did you tell me that? He said that right now. Okay. Sorry, that's, I, I was implying it as hard as I could. Um, but yes, uh, so as no, is often I'm the sorry. way with the way your vampiric powers work, um, you had a brief glimpse of, of the future as it will be. Ridley's sweet, sweet boy Chonky slashing his own throat, a room full of people killing themselves, and the satin prince screaming uh, that he shall become a god. Uh, you know this will happen in a moment, but you, through the gift of foresight... Have a brief moment in which you can change the course of events. What do you do? I honestly don't know what options are open to me because, like... Okay. I don't know that I'm going to tell Ridley exactly what might happen. I think I'm just going to emphasize that we need to move, move fast and go straight for the satin prince. Okay. And ignore everybody else. Like just kind of as quickly as possible, get to him. Cause he seems to have some kind of influence over everybody else. So if we can get him out, we might be able to reason with everybody. Okay. Then everybody else get out your fucking silver guns. I'm going to get up close. Uh, and he'll like, is he a drop, werewolf? Drop the shot. No, silver burns vampires. He's got a knife. He's going to get up close. Okay. And, uh, you know, cause it's silver. It, you remember when I when I got shot by the silver bullet and it hurt like a fucking asshole? Right. That's what the Inquisition uses because it fucks us up. So get your fucking silver out and we'll use it on the same prince. We know he's fucking dirty. Uh, and he'll still go down to his ankle and pull out the knife because he's going to just saber tooth run. I'll, um, I'll pick up a regular pistol, uh, but I will also load the silver bullets into my revolver. Okay, great. Um, so, Iris, can you please roll me a... Let's say insight and composure check, please. Ridley, I'm going to have you roll me an athletics and strength. 
And uh, Everett, you're you're uh, you're providing cover. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be ready to shoot. Yeah. Okay. So uh, from you then, sir, probably a uh, we'll say firearms and wits. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Three successes for Ridley. Four successes and one critical success. Okay. So four, one of which is a a critical success. Awesome. Three successes for Everett. Okay, wow. Okay, great. So basically... um, through um, Iris's, uh, Iris manages to successfully kind of impart to you what she saw in these confusing glimpses. For her, it literally felt like she stepped into the room and it happened. So she's uh, understandably a bit confused and disoriented. Nothing to do with how I'm running this. Um, but uh, purely because magic vampire, ooh, vampires. Um, so uh, from the, the sort of sense of panic you see in her eyes, Ridley, you realize just how dire this is. And um, honestly, you were pretty excited to put a knife in this guy anyway. So, you know, she's really just giving you a gentle shove down a hill you're already rolling down. Um, And so uh, you leap forward into the room uh, a millisecond uh, before what uh, Iris saw as all the blades go to the the circle of fans' throats. uh, The satin prince stripped to his waist, standing majestically in the center of what seems to be some kind of odd trench that's been carved into the ground in an elaborate system. Um, you leap at him just as he kind of raises his arms and opens his mouth to yell, I am become a god. Uh, and, uh, you just plow into that motherfucker. Uh, the two of you tumble to the ground. Um, and as you do so, um, Iris, uh, you and Everett sort of burst through the the door and you see all of the blades at everyone's throats, but trembling, uh, as the, uh, the action seems to have knocked them away. Most importantly, you see our sweet, sweet boy Chonky with a, a, a single crimson drop beginning to drip from his... Uh, admittedly impressive jowls, um, but the blade trembles uh, at at his throat. Uh, Ridley, um, for a for a slim guy, you kind of expected that the the satin prince would would uh, would crack under the uh, saber tooth uh, charge. Um, he is remarkably solid um, in a bit of a Bruce Lee way. Um, so you hit him, he goes down, um, and the the ritual is momentarily interrupted. However. Soon thereafter, he, you realize that uh, he is not easy prey. Uh, so the layout of the room is this. There are 12 super fans, including our boy Chonky, uh, arranged in a circle um, around this sort of um, pentagram. It's not a pentagram, but you know what I mean, like a, an elaborate system of, of symbols carved into the ground. Lining the edge of the room are more fans. Now, admittedly, these are not the top super fans, but they are fans. Uh, which poses a problem for the ritual because seemingly these people might be able to replace anyone who gets knocked out of the circle. Um, there are also eight bear boys in this room. Uh, Chunky is not included in that because he is in the, the circle of fans. For the ease of our own brains, we're going to treat um, each of these fans as uh, a number on a clock face. Um, so that'll just give us rough positioning, given that they're not really planning on moving too much. Uh, we'll say Chunky is at 1 p.m., um, Ridley, you've knocked, uh, Satin Prince, uh, towards 3 p.m., um, which is a, a, a guy with a shock of pink hair who is, just looks enraptured by this whole thing, um, with, uh, with blade to throat. Um, the Bear Boys, uh, there are two kind of at the door that are starting to turn their attention towards Everett and Iris, 
Um, beyond them, there are um, uh, kind of each of them has a backup guy uh, just because this was the only entrance. You can see stairs that lead up into the abandoned clothing store above uh, that have been uh, stuffed with corpses of uh, other fans that seem to have been drained for snacks, um, but that have also plugged up the hole, so you will not be able to uh, get out that way. Um, and that is where we find ourselves. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to go ahead and roll initiative. In this case, we're going to go with resolve, please. Just a straight resolve check. If we have hunger dice, do we apply those to this roll? No, no need. Okay. Is it pass fail or do you want the numbers that get rolled? Just the numbers, please. So I rolled two threes um, on my resolve check. Uh, one, five, four. Yep. Nine and two. Okay. Um, so we're going to go Iris, Ridley, and Everett. <clears throat> Great. Um, okay. So, um, Iris, you're relieved to see that your vision has not come true. Um, however, from the, the glimpses you saw after Chonky slit his throat... Um, you distinctly remember blood pooling uh, in the the sort of sigil on the ground, uh, which you can see very clearly um, still, almost like an after image from a flash bulb um, of a, a massive crimson si uh, sigil kind of pulsing with light. Um, so, needless to say, uh, not being someone who normally deals with all this like supernatural bullshit, but being someone who's watched a movie or two, uh, if this thing fills with blood, it's bad news. Not sure what that bad news is. But it's bad news. So looking around, um, you have 12 people um, staring enraptured at uh, the Satin Prince with knives to their throat. Bear boys are moving in on you. Luckily, Everett's kind of got his pistol up and is ready to rock. Uh, you do have a weapon, um, but you also realize that there's a ritual in progress. What do you do? Can I see if I can assert any of my <laughs> persuasiveness to take some of the bear boys that aren't in the circle? Because I feel like the ones in the circle are the ones that have the most focus on them. Mm -hmm. And like kind of snap those bear boys out of it but to our team. Sure. Um, so do you want to target the one that's uh, the two that are charging towards you or the two that are directly behind them or the ones that are situated across the room? None of those are part of the like ritual circle? No. Probably the two that are closest to me. Okay. Probably the ones behind me. Yeah. So if we think about it as you've just stepped in, there's two coming directly at you kind of at a 45 degree angle, and they each have one guy behind them. So you're going to target the two that are charging? Sure. Okay. So um, you reach out with your, I assume you're kind of using your, your standard uh, presence and awe of being Iris Dunn slash Lurleen Lumpkin. <laughs> um, great. Uh, so we're going to go with... Do you want to um, persuade or intimidate? Persuade. I will say it will be harder to persuade because they're charging at you, but you are better at it. Then I'll, yeah. Um, There's an advantage yeah. and a disadvantage to each, basically. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll try to take the dice with persuasion. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. 
we don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. So it's a straight up persuasion check? Uh, yes, so it'll be persuasion and I think manipulation makes the most sense given what you're you're trying to do here. Okay. Uh, well, actually, and maybe, sorry, this this I should get some clarification on this. Um how do you think you're trying to use your powers in this case? Is it a matter of like, I'm going to talk to you rationally and try and snap you out of it? Um, are you trying to kind of reach out with your weird spidey sense and overwhelm them? What's the, what, what, what's your, how do you imagine this looking? Um, I'm probably trying to overwhelm them, but I also kind of want to see if I can slap them. <laughs> like physically slap them? Yeah. Very good. You know, um, be like, literally be like, fucking snap out of it. Okay, that seems less manipulation and more charisma to me then, because you're literally just playing a status card. This is okay. literally like, <laughs> you're just carroting them. Do you have any idea who I am? I want to see a fucking manager. And they're like, <laughs> sorry, you own the Whole Foods now. Yeah, okay. their manager's busy over there trying to shiv the satin prints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, persuasion and charisma? Uh, yes, please. And keep in mind your whatever bonus you get from your your powers. You get a plus two persuasion. Yes, I, I get a right. I get a plus one to persuasion and a plus one to charisma. <laughs> Woof. Get All right, so if everyone, God, boys. We're, we're just gonna pause <laughs> the game so that everyone can come by and drop off d10s for miles to roll. <laughs> How many dice are you rolling right now? Uh, nine. I would be rolling three. <laughs> Dora Tyler, this is her equivalent of an investigation, you know? Yeah. It's just wild. Uh... Each of you has a silver bullet. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is rogue sneak attack damage. She's rolling. Yeah, seriously. So, so um, I got, um, can I just list off the numbers yep. I got here? So I got a, I got uh, six successes. Yep. I got a nine, a seven, an eight, and three zeros. Oh, holy so, shit. Were there any of those on hunger dice? I don't have any. She drained uh, Zarovich. Want to be Von Zarovich. Mm -hmm. Gotta tell you, Strahd is the gift that keeps on giving, both in this and our other campaign. <laughs> <laughs> 
shit. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, if you imagine this, you've just got like um, two of their bear boys. Uh, for ease of um, identifying them, we're going to say um, one is in too small vest. Uh, so tiny leather vest that is, is a little bit too small. Um, and uh, the other guy is in chaps. So um, these guys are just like full on, you know, quarterback rush. Um, Iris slash Lurleen, what do you say as you slap them? Do you fucking remember who we are? Get back on the right fucking side. Um, and with that, uh, Lurleen, the waitress from their favorite bar, <laughs> smacks the shit out of these two guys. Um, and uh, they they stagger, holding their faces um, kind of in... They're, they're, like, they're, they're almost more uh, offended than uh, physically injured, but it's just so shocking um, but, uh, sure enough, you're pouring on the awe and they seem just kind of confused and transfixed. You can still see they've got the, um, the sort of, um, uh, I believe we described them as like purplish black eyes, mm-hmm. uh, from whatever alchemy is being used. But just the pure shock of this, uh, seems to, to have them at a bit of a loss. Um, but you have successfully stopped the two who were, who were charging. Uh, so good work. Ridley, um, you're entangled with the Saddened Prince, something every fan in this room would kill you to get to do. Um, so he is, uh, he's kind of like baring teeth and, and snarling at you. Um, you're on top of him with the knife, but not in a secure way. So like you're, you're up on him, but it's, it's not like he's pinned to the ground and you're like, ha all for me. What do you do? Uh, well, I think a bear fangs back. He's going to activate vampire mode for himself. So he's going full monster. Uh, and then I think what he'll try to do is like get a hand under the jaw and just force his head up. And then instead of going for the neck, like he'll expect, he's just got the dagger and it's just that like speed prison shiv, like right in the gut is what he's trying to go for. Sure. So go ahead and roll please a uh, brawl and I think probably strength and I will roll against it. These are are beautiful moments. Tom, I have three successes. Two of them are on tens. And one of them is on a hunger die, which means we have a messy success. Just just sucks the air out of the the dark, morally gray. That's why it's beautiful oh, vampires don't fucking breathe. <laughs> God. Uh, all I'm right. dead now. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you you go to work uh, just like battle shiving um, the, uh, the Satin Prince. Uh, you and, sunk your battle shiv over um, and over and over into his chest. And uh, oh, the messy successy. Damn. Um so yeah, we mentioned that you'd bear you bore fangs, um, and you know vampires aren't exactly your uh, your your favorite bevy, but you know every so often you gotta make an exception and just drink that Bud Light Rattler. Uh, so you sink your teeth uh, into his throat um, and just start goring him uh, as you stab. Um, 
That doesn't quite seem like enough now, does it? Um, <laughs> eventually, uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, so you bite down on him a couple times. But I don't think you drain him because uh, that's not really what. what no, this I is. think he's ripping flesh. Like yeah, it's so you're like full ripping, tank. ripping flesh. Uh, and I'm gonna say eventually you abandon the dagger uh, and you just start ripping. And you're just in there ripping, just ripping guts. Um, and it's uh, it's a kind of feral frenzy that uh, I think you, like, you've experienced a bit when you're fighting the bikers. But, like, this is this is next level. You're just, like, full on. It's... I'd like to coin a term here. I think we can call it a red out. It's like a blackout state, but it is just blood-fueled violence. Uh, amazing. Um, and uh, as, uh, as you do so... Um, as uh, you you begin to just shred this major boss fight villain that I made lovingly, um, his uh, his dying gasp uh, is just the word now. And if you had a little bit more self control, you might realize what that means. But instead, you're pretty determined that you can wear this man like a puppet. So you're just like you're you're getting towards the rib cage, but you know there's just a lot of organs to get through. Also, he is. As I said, like a pretty ripped guy. Um, and so it is with red in your eyes as you tear and gore that our sweet, sweet boy Chonky slits his throat. Because it truly is a messy successy. Everett, uh, you see Chonky put the blade to his throat. Um, can you roll me a dexterity? Uh, no, let's say... Um, Resolve and firearms. You have a split second since you were using cover to shoot Chunky in the odds of disrupting him from cutting all the way through his neck. So that's... Two regular successes and then two crits, one of them on a hunger die. Is it fun saying it this time? <laughs> we all having a good time as I definitely shoot this poor bastard in the face. No, technically you succeed in your goal, which is why this is now hard for yeah. Tom. My goal was to shoot him. Tom's gonna be like, you blow his arm off. How am I the word at the best one at this fight right now? <laughs> Miles did spend a good 15 minutes uh, <laughs> pestering me about whether or not I was going to kill Iris in this fight. Um, shit. The one thing I'll say about Iris in fights is she doesn't really draw a lot of attention at the gate. <laughs> <laughs> There's the shooting Texan and the insane man sprinting at people. So. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, Morty. Um, hmm. Okay. <laughs> you can't cut a throat if you shoot it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, realistically, uh... Oh, okay, yeah, no, there it is. Um, okay, so, um, Chonky goes to slice his throat, uh, he begins to cut in, um, Everett, you line up the shot, um, and, um, just as you, you, uh... Go to pull the trigger. Um, you smell the satin prince's blood as as Ridley is is tearing him to to shreds, and 
it overwhelms you. It, it, it this is this is uh, a slightly older vintage than uh, you you are accustomed to. Uh, also, you're you're a bit of a hungry boy. It's been uh, a little bit uh, since since you got rid of your blood bag. Uh, this hasn't been a great situation, and um, it is uh, a, a a truly tragic moment to lose your your um, your focus, um, because your your finger was already squeezing the trigger as you look away. Uh, a gunshot rings out louder than you could think possible in such a small space, um, shaking you a bit from your reverie. Uh, and you look back up uh, to see the blade fall from Chonky's hand. Uh, Got it. We did it. Did it. Uh, as long as you end the episode end right now, everything's great. Um, Woo! We did it. Saved the world. But uh, with horror, you see um, red expanding um, over the Satin Prince T-shirt that he clearly bought at some point. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, and you realize you've uh, you shot him in the chest, oh. um, and uh, as he he kind of begins to stumble, Everett, you realize that not unlike the choice that uh, Ridley faced with Harvey, you are now faced with a truly horrific choice. Do you let Chonky die from the bullet you shot into his chest? Or do you attempt to turn Chonky? <laughs> oh my god. Um, man, fuck this show. Uh, <laughs> Moral quandaries for Tyler. Is, is, it, is it clear that I like don't have time, the, the time that Harvey had? Like for you, sh- for you shot him for mission and shit. Tom, shot he, him in the heart. Uh, he had three yeah. days to take him to the hospital. No, he he has uh, Chonky stumbling to the ground as as red expands on his chest in the way that a only a beloved character mortally injured on a show can. Can I yell out at at uh, Everett to make sure there's no blood in the circle? Uh, you can, but he doesn't hear you because he's in Telltale Games' important decision vision. Yeah. Where everything just slows down. And all he can see is is uh, chunky. I will also say um, this is worth noting, Iris, and you noticed this, and it sucks. Uh, when that he said now, line. everyone did it. Um, so worth noting, uh, Everett. They were screwed. Okay, this is all going on inside Everett's head. I'm thinking about Everett um, losing one humanity when he fully consumed Martha. Mm-hmm. He also has two stains on his humanity. So I think he's a little cold and a little distant when he justifies um, turning Chonky? Chonky, yes. Chonky. Chonky was his father. He's Chonky. When he justifies turning Chonky, um, thinking things like, if everyone just killed themselves and the Satin Prince is about to go down, Chonky can tell us what happened. Chonky can be like a mm. witness and we can question him. Fuck, that's a really good justification uh, for Everett. And if it doesn't work out, I have a vampire to eat. Yeah. And with that, uh, Everett, you leap across the circle onto Chonky's chest uh, and sink your fangs deep into his throat. 
This episode of Blood and Serum features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.